2: On Wednesday, October 30th, Montreal's Aurora, featuring members of Broken Social Scene and Land of Cush, and Toronto's Fedra, featuring members of Hooded Fang, perform a show together at Silence. Silence, located in Guelph, Ontario, at 46 Essex Street. The show is all ages. Uh, it is only partially accessible. The bathrooms are not accessible at Silence. Uh, doors are at 8 p.m. The show begins promptly at 8.30 p.m., and it's $12. It's a presentation of Keep Your Eyes Open, Wednesday, October 30th, Aurora, Fedra, Silence Guelph. Don't miss it. For more information, vishkana.com.
3: But I am losing my because in the pines, in chance, in fortune, in luck.
2: Creative Control with Vishkana. Hey everybody, I'm back. I'm back from Halifax. I don't even know if you noticed I was gone, but I was in Halifax, Nova Scotia for... Darn near a week or something? I don't know. Thursday to Sunday is not really a week. Anyway, it was good. Great times. Good time at the Halifax Pop Explosion. Saw a lot of cool stuff. And now I'm back to reality and it's a little weird. But I'm, you know, standard stuff. Looking for work. uh, Making the show. Trying to keep busy. You know, that kind of stuff. So, on this show. An interview with Aurora. Ariel and Andrew of Aurora and I chatted on the phone not too long ago about their new record In the Pines and uh, lots of other stuff too Andrew Whiteman you might know best for his work in a band called Broken Social Scene uh, Ariel Engel is a, a noted artist as well in the Montreal community music community so it was nice to talk to them about their record In the Pines they're playing a bunch of shows coming up soon including one in Guelph on October 30th in Silence and then they've got the Dakota Tavern in Toronto uh, they've got the Grad Club in Kingston coming up lots of uh, shows in Quebec City over the next little while so it's uh it's good it's good stuff and uh here here it is this is me and Aurora having a good conversation about lots of things you're gonna hear a new song by Aurora too if you're not familiar with them it's all here for you to enjoy let's enjoy it together This week, the bookshelf cinema is screening Austin Land, Muscle Shoals, Halloween, Lee Daniels the Butler, and more. As part of the bookshelf's 40th anniversary reading series, acclaimed author Lawrence Hill delivers the Massey Lecture based on his new book, Blood, the Stuff of Life, on October 29th at Lakeside Hope House. And on October 31st at the E Bar, there's the Fortnite Music Costume Party featuring Kashka, Memory House, and DJ The Grouch. The Bookshelf is located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph. Visit bookshelf.ca for more information. Aurora is a unique two-piece band that hails from Montreal and consists of married musical couple Ariel Engel and Andrew Whiteman. You might recognize Whiteman's name from his work in Broken Social Scene, Apostle of Hustle, and the Bourbon Tabernacle Choir, among other entities. Though lesser known, Engel is an equally accomplished musician and a well-respected vocalist who has worked with Feist, so-called, and Jerusalem in My Heart, among others. Aurora recently released their full-length debut in The Pines, whose title and 14 songs are taken uh, from a book by noted avant poet Alice Notley. The band have many shows scheduled in Canada through November, and here to discuss all of this is Andrew Whiteman of Aurora. Hey, Andrew, uh, how are you?
1: Hi, Vish. I'm good. I'm good.
2: Good, good. Where in the world are you right now?
1: Uh, we are about to eat breakfast in uh, lovely Saskatoon.
2: Oh, beautiful city of Saskatoon. I, I enjoy... Beautiful. City. Yeah, it's nice. Where are you having breakfast? Have you figured it out?
1: Uh, well, um, the uh, Urban Spoon says we should have uh, breakfast at Poached Breakfast Bistro. And considering it's almost one and they're still going to make me breakfast, it's pretty good.
2: Ah, good for you. No, that's good. I've, I, think, yeah. I believe I've heard of poach so I think you might be in good hands. That's great. And it's, yeah. all, it's good to have breakfast no matter what time of day it is. I want to congratulate you on a couple of things. First of all, this great record in The Pines. And 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 I think more notably, uh, you're about to become uh, a father.
1: Yes, <laughs> it's true. Thank you on both those accounts.
2: Yeah, no, that's great. How are you? How are you feeling about things? How are you feeling about becoming a dad?
1: Um, becoming a dad is. Uh... Well, it's it's fantastic. I can't waste it, wait to chase that little piglet around and watch it bump its head, and you know what I mean. And uh, just what? Well, I'll tell you one fun thing about my my. You know, of course, everyone says don't have no expectations because whatever you expect will be wrong, and I know that is true. Uh, but I do know one thing is that I. Uh, I follow the Talking Heads song. Do you remember that Talking Heads song from Little Creatures, Stay Up Late? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make the baby stay up late. So I always I kind of go in line with that. I don't mind loud baby. I don't mind, like, screamy kind of loud baby. Like, even, and I don't. it's not even mine yet. So I kind of, when kids start to freak out, I kind of, you know, it's not that I like it. I don't want them to be in distress, but... I kind of, I'm into it a bit. So I know that's weird. And so I think that'll be good because, you know, then I can be that part of the equation when the kid is like letting a rip at whatever time. I'll be like, Hey, come here. It's all right. I got my earplugs in. Let's do this.
2: You know, some people, uh, the big thing about loud babies, people really don't like them on, on airplanes. That's when people really get frustrated. Uh-huh. And you're talking about, I presume babies that are you know, the children of friends of yours, and that's where you're like, oh, isn't it cute? But have you ever been in a situation where a loud baby has been a bit aggravating?
1: Yeah, I think it's kind of, I don't know, There's like a little kind of uh, impish side to me or something. I kind of like it. Yeah. Because I always have my earplugs. I never go anywhere without my earplugs. So it doesn't hurt me the way it hurts others. (laughs) Especially on the plane, you know, I haven't really been... I haven't been, like, so involved in, like, you know, Shrek 3 with a baby beside me screaming so that I was like, God damn it, I can't hear Eddie Murphy. Like, I haven't (laughs) been in that situation.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I also, when I... Personally, I'm not a guy that sleeps on... I I don't even understand why people need complete quiet on the plane. I, I mean, I guess it's... If you're sleeping, maybe, uh, and if you're watching a movie, you probably have earbuds in or whatever. Anyway, you got get headphones on. Yeah. You. So I don't, I don't even understand. It's a terrible why, sound anyway. Yeah. Why do you want silence on a plane? You're not going to get it. It's impossible. The whole plane is noisy. So I don't understand why the baby It never has ever bothered me. And now that I'm, a, I'm a dad, you know, and I, it's,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: it doesn't. Uh, I have no problem with it. I like. It's your. I don't know. I wouldn't go far to say as I, as you, to say that I like it. But I, I just never have a problem with it, you know what I mean?
1: Well, yeah, talk to me in six months. I'll tell you how much I like it. Exactly.
2: It's going to be a different situation. You're going to have a great time. <laughs> I, I mean, almost everyone has a great time. And uh, I don't know if you, because you're, you're a, if I might say, you're an older gentleman. When Why did you? <laughs> it's true. It's well, true. Well, you're a little older than me, I just mean. I mean, it, you, it took you some time to decide to, to start, uh, you know, making people. And I just was curious. Well,
1: you know, it's it's totally well dude, I waited you know, I didn't get married till I was uh how long am I saying? Till I was forty one. Right. Because I waited, you know, and I'm I met somebody who just was incredible. So you know what I mean? I, I, I saw I didn't I didn't wanna have uh there was no there was no Reason to have a baby?
2: Yeah, no, you know? that that that's fair, and you obviously had a lot of professional uh, obligations to tend to as well. Um, sure. So that that uh, that all makes sense. I this is normally uh, uh, the point in a conversation because you're a young new band. I, I would normally ask, and and I probably will still uh, as I start this uh-huh. train of thought. I normally would say like, "How did your band come together?" Uh, it gets a little purient here because your band is also uh your relationship you're you're married to your musical partner so yeah. uh, i guess i'm i guess i need to ask like how did you and ariel connect and and meet
1: well uh cuz this is a podcast and uh we're already pals uh we met because in some sense in no small sense because uh our mutual friend amy milan did like a yenta job on it Uh, she kind of (laughs) shepherded us together. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it worked. So, you know, we often, um, on like one of our, we have a few different sort of days, it's kind of like anniversary type days, as well as the one that we actually, you know, got married on. Uh And on one of those days, we always go to Amy's house and bring her flowers because she, you know, she's kind of responsible for it. And uh, sort of the first night that we, we, like we had met once a long, 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 long time ago for five minutes, um, when I was doing opening for a Stars gig in uh, Montreal, and uh, but that wasn't anything. That was you know just like two minutes. But I remembered her. Mm. Anyway, when when we met again, it was at Oshiega and Brogan was playing, and um, and a guy I know, a guitar maker, had had brought me a super bizarre instrument. Uh, And actually, one of the guitars that Ariel plays, the Scarbox guitar she plays now, is by the same guy, Daddy Mojo of Montreal. Well, he had made me a fretless goatskin African banjo. And uh, so he brought that to me. And this was post-show, and everyone was partying behind the stage, and there's lots of drinks. And I was so happy I had a goatskin fretless African banjo, so I started trying to play it. In the trailer, and uh you know we kind of both really liked it. I was like, "Who's this really hot girl who's like listening to me noodle on this instrument? <laughs> you know what I mean, and kind of getting into it so that's that's one version of our meeting
2: okay no that's 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 a very vivid story. I hadn't heard that before. You are known in this country in particular as a really uh hot guitar player, you're a great guitar player, but uh, particularly in uh, bands like uh, Apostle Hustle. In this band, you are drawn to things like a uh, Fretless Goatskin. What is it? Whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: you're, like you're, a fake Gembry is what it, it, it would be if we were in North Africa. But. Right.
2: So you're drawn to all these yeah. different kinds of sounds. Can you maybe talk a little bit about your trajectory as a musician in terms of like how you started uh when you got into guitar seriously and then and, and how that has evolved into all the different things that you play and and all the sounds that you seem to be uh, into
1: right well I have a theory about that i don't know if it's right i mean i my i'm like well my theory is that you know because uh I'm born in sixty seven so my theory is that i'm like a child of i'm my i'm a child of mcLuhan and I'm a child of Trudeau mm-hmm. and like multiculturalism and that type of thing. And it's super, I was, a, I'm the target. Do you know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I lived in Toronto when I grew up and I am completely the target of those two kinds of policies or those two sort of cultural, sort of not movements, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I, so I feel that like, you know, even before I was in playing guitar, I I was listening to I, I just like to mix everything together. It's not a conscious thing. I just feel like I remember when I first got uh when I first was introduced to Nevermind the Bullocks. Um I woke up one night and I thought, Wow, it'd be really cool to play Girl from Eponemia but like with distorted guitars, which is a thought I had when I was like fourteen. I thought that would be cool. <laughs> you know, we have silly thoughts but you know i think that's actually you know when you're 14 you're very unfiltered and so to me that makes sense that you know i was thinking these things in an unfiltered pre sort of uh everybody else is influencing me state it's just kind of a state that i'm in i i like I, I just like everything else and i get really uh restless with uh yeah oh yeah what okay great so uh, she wants to talk to you so we're going to swap in a minute
2: oh really um, oh okay
1: yeah so so uh, so I just I get I got very restless about it and I, I just want I want other things I want other sounds I get bored with uh, you know after after uh, too much indie rock just really pushed me in a different direction you know what I mean yeah I hear too much indie rock and too much like everyone playing the same emphasis on the same beat it just drives me insane you know but did I gotta, you
2: like? I don't know if you recognized this at the time, but did you? Do you feel like you kind of anticipated the kind of state we're all in now, where we're kind of, we're poly listening? You know, like everyone listens to everything, and it's, it's cool. There's the, no, the kind I, of.
1: I, 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 no, dude. I mean, I know. I agree. I agree with what you're saying, but there's no way I, I, like I. I don't have any. Uh, I, I'm not a good. Uh, I. I don't think I would have been able to predict that, or you yeah,
3: know, yeah. digital
1: just really took us all for a real a real loop hmm. you know what i mean my, my my take on that now is i call it the glut and uh the glut is just my you know my word for everything he actually newfeld the social scene and apostle producer he, he 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 still hasn't released his record but he's always been threatening to release his record called uh the, the everything all the time no like the brink of everything uh-huh and the and that's, like, I think it's the glut. It's the glut. Like, there's too much of everything always at all times now. And no one could have predicted that. And so the trick now, as we know from, you know, creative writing and these types of movements, conceptualism is, like, the idea is that we have to now, we're to, the game is, like, choosing what not to include and how not to include it. And so, uh, I, you know, I did that with Apostle Records in a more subtle way, you know, in terms of having a, like, concept and, trying not to include certain things.
2: <clears throat> yeah. yeah.
1: And then but on this I went you know, with within the pines we went super super ballistic on that, you know, so sonic sonically and and sort of content wise it's it's pretty tight. It's high content.
2: Well, how would you actually describe the sound of Aurora on this record sonically? Because I am hard-pressed to do it. It's sort of my job to do it, but I, 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 <laughs> as you noticed in the introduction, I skirted around talking about the sound a little bit.
1: Yeah, I'd say uh, um, just because I, I have an idea, I have a vague idea, I have a better than vague idea about what's coming up next, I'm just going to say Freaky Fresh uh i think i think what we have going on is freaky fresh because like you said it's your job and you are not alone in the in the media of being someone whos said to us that uh, i don't know what how to describe this music
2: yeah so, and i think that's yeah. that's ultimately the goal of yeah. uh, of any working musician is to try to carve out something all their own um and it, it could be a situation have you found in your career that your your work is appreciated later than when you're actually doing it
1: I don't know. I haven't found out yet.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's not late enough yet. You've been doing this a long no, time. I,
1: I know. You know uh, You're You're really, uh, you're, you're hitting it hard there, Vish. I think that uh, what I think about that is uh, there's a book by a great uh, writer. His name's David Markson. I think his last name is. He wrote a book called Wittgenstein's Mistress. And so he wrote this book called The Last Novel. Mm-hmm. And it was his second to last novel. And the whole book is just kind of two line or three lines grouped together. And you know what? I'm going to like, and it's it's almost just quotes and weird anecdotes. And you're kind of forced to figure out how they, why and how they fit together. But I've actually written a couple down. I'm going to give you a couple. okay? Okay, sure because so, because this this because this is totally apropos of what you just asked me in terms of like, oh, you know, do you find that people are gonna catch up or you yeah. know what I mean or figure that out? Well so, so when you're making uh,
2: when you're making something kind of out of line or 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 unprecedented in some ways, and I'm not saying this to to just to flatter. I mean these are just this is just true. like I think as you say, a lot of people are like i I don't quite know what this is. And, you know, you kind of have a hand, when you listen to Aurora, like there's, I don't know, like for me, I was like, it kind of sounds, some of it sounds like a really cool Rihanna. Some of it sounds like, uh, (laughs) some of it sounds like, uh, you know, whatever we've come to accept world music. Like all those terms are so loaded and silly and reductive, but, and and that's, that's the other reason why I hesitate. I kind of want to relate to it more on an emotional level.
1: Well, you know, it's awesome, you know, and I think you're totally right. And that was the same thing with uh, the folkloric field, the first Apostle Record, and everyone after that is exactly the same.
3: Yeah.
1: It doesn't fit. So here's some great quotes, okay? Yeah. This is from that book, the last novel. Uh, He is not writing about something. He is writing something, said S.B., which is basically, said Samuel Beckett, rejoice. Okay. And then another one goes, when you can see the bandwagon, it's already gone said to Koenig <laughs> Another one is I skate where the puck is going to be, not where it's been. Hey, said the great one. That's
2: Gretzky. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So and then there's another one. I'm a poet. I'm life. You're an editor. You're death. Said Gregory Corso, who's of course like one of the great you know, he was like the, the bad boy of the beach. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Either like I was reading this book while actually we were making in the pines Um, I found it at my best friend's house and, and it's become, you know, since that time, it's become a real, you know, like when I play to 20 people in Edmonton, like I remember that shit. I remember like, this is a life you know, I'm a lifer. That's my life work, you know? And, uh, so that's just how it is. So
2: it's, I know you know what I mean? You just keep going.
1: I've had fortunes and, and failures and, (laughs) you know? It, it probably won't change. You're probably just keeping the same, except I guess, now I'm gonna have a kid.
2: I guess it's uh, when you're living in the in the now. It's hard to see anticipation as anything but maybe overrated. <laughs> like on some level, like <laughs> you're waiting. There's no point in waiting. You never know what's going to happen to to you or your or your work and 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 how it might be appreciated at some point. But that's good. exactly. It, <laughs> I mean,
1: I, I can put I can put my I um, I can pay my rent. You know, I'm okay. So I'm not, I haven't hit panic. Although, you, to go back to the, the father, the dad thing, it's like, for sure, the male version of nesting, I don't know if you'd agree, but for me, the male version of nesting is total panic, like well, total financial meltdown. Like, yeah. how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, and things change. I mean, when I started out myself, I had a really uh, great paying job, and then that went away. And, uh, so now, then you're just like, well, oh, what am I doing? Like, what what did I do with myself? Like, I devoted all this time exactly. to an energy to a thing, and now it's gone, and I've got a family. And, uh, yeah, I understand where you're coming from, but uh, the thing that everyone says, and it's a cliche, but it sort of seems to work itself out, is that everything will be fine.
1: Yeah, that is what I've been told. Yeah. Exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Vish, I'm going to pass you to Ariel. Okay. Because- just so, because we're at this restaurant, I guess you can hear that now. So. Okay. Okay. Are you? Are you? So, are, so you awesome.
2: are you coming back, or are we saying goodbye?
1: Uh, I can totally come back. I'm just going to pick something.
2: No, yeah, you okay? It's fine. No, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm having not, a great
1: conversation. So, I'm yeah.
2: not. I'm not scared See? of girls. I like to talk to Ariel just as much as <laughs> as you. I just want okay. to know if you're coming back. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's talk. Yeah. To yeah. Her. I'll come back. Okay. Thank okay, you. Tell her to bring me back. Okay.
4: okay. Oh, hey. Hi.
2: Hi Ariel, this is Vish calling. <laughs> Hi. How are you?
4: I'm well. I'm well. We're in Saskatoon at a at a restaurant where they're playing music.
2: Nice. Is like, it... I think it's
4: probably real music, like trademark music.
2: Oh wow! Is it is it is it the restaurant poached? Is that what you settled on?
4: Yeah. Oh, I thought you know. Do you know about it?
2: I, I actually have a GPS tracker on your cell phone. I know exactly what you're doing.
4: <laughs> you know what I ordered. I,
2: I actually do know what you ordered, and it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> no, I yeah. Obviously, Andrew and I have been talking a while, so I I, I want to ask you for I, as I said to Andrew, congratulations on both the record and your impending uh, uh, parenthood. How are you? Fe- how are you oh, feeling?
4: Parenthood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, it's interesting that it's, it's. I'm feeling good, but it does feel like I'm. So slightly at cross-purposes in the sense that performing pregnant can be really hard.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I have to, that's, yeah, but it's great.
2: I said, uh, mm-hmm, like I knew exactly what you were talking about. Like I can relate to, <laughs> you know, I played a couple of gigs pregnant. It was a bear.
4: No, I, I, I can't
2: imagine what that must be like, obviously. Uh, and how far along are you right now?
4: Five months.
2: Five months, okay. and uh,
4: Yeah, I'm going to go to Seven. The plan is to keep going until I'm seven months.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant you were just gonna. <laughs> the pregnancy is gonna go <laughs> until seven, and then I don't know. I'm gonna bail on this somehow. I'm uh,
4: gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> schedule uh, what the Brazilian women do. They just schedule early cesarean.
2: Right now, don't uh, are you? Are you actually enjoying the experience of being pregnant?
4: I mean, I'm looking forward to what it means, and I. But I, no. No, (laughs)
2: no, no, you've spoken to I'm sure you've spoken to women uh, about this. Uh, Some say it's great. I can't wait for it. I, I literally some people say. Hold
0: up. What was that?
2: hey, This is great. Yeah. I want this to happen again, and they do it. And other people, uh, we, you know, friends of ours, uh, are like, "That's that was terrible. I'm never having another kid."
4: Oh yeah, no, like it's not to the point that I wouldn't have another kid, but it's definitely a means to an end.
2: Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. I just
4: right. see
2: it as like, yeah. <laughs> I asked oh, no. Andrew some personal questions about. Uh, it's hard not to ask personal questions about Aurora because uh, you two are, uh, you know, you're a couple. Personal. Yes, it's 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 yeah. it's all personal. Um, and I kind mm-hmm. of got some insight about how the band started and, and basically how your relationship started. But what can you talk a little bit and and be as as open as you care to be? What what drew you to Andrew uh, both uh, creatively and obviously uh, uh, emotionally, I suppose.
4: One thing I felt when I met Andrew, well, one is that he's, like, has, has, he's magnetic and is just, I think, appealing to most people who meet him. But then the extra thing was that I felt like I would never be bored with someone like him. Mm. You know, like, yeah. it just, he's such a curious person. And he's so present when you talk to him that there's there's so little sort of, I find him there's so little sort of guile and pretense with Andrew. Sure. And, um, yeah, I just, I feel like, you know, we decide to stop talking, but we could just keep talking forever. <laughs> Andrew and I can just keep talking. Oh, if he'd let
2: me, we'd just keep talking. That's lovely. That's cool. That's 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 nice that you, and sorry, when did you actually meet? Well, how long ago was this?
4: Well, we, we actually met uh, on, we, coincidentally, neither of us are Valentine's people, but it was Valentine's Day. I don't know. It's probably 7 or 8 years ago maybe. No. 8 years ago by now I saw him open for Stars at a small place in Montreal and he did a cover of that song by Tweet that was popular then called it was I don't remember what it was called but it went "Oops, says go, Moscow, dropping in my feet, oh my." Remember that song?
2: Yeah, I do vaguely remember Oops. that
4: one. Anyway, so it's about a girl like coming home from a club and being really horny and having to touch herself, <laughs> and to see this like white guy singing his his version of that, covering that song was disarmingly charming to me, and I went up to him after, like, you know, I told him how much I liked it, and there was just this, there was a feeling, there was a magnetism between us, but it wasn't, that's all it was, it wasn't the right time, I was, we didn't pursue anything, it was a feeling, and we both remembered each other.
2: Oh, nice, that, that's great. Yeah,
4: and then we re
2: and then, and then here we, we are met yeah. at a
4: time. Yeah, and here we are. Yeah. Okay. No, heart, no, no feelings were hurt in the process of our getting together.
2: Oh, that's that's always good. Uh, you are yeah. renowned in Montreal as a as a singer. And uh, earlier in my introduction, which Andrew heard, I kind of mentioned some of the people you've performed with. Can you talk a little bit about uh, your musical influences? Because I think on some level, a lot of us knew Andrew. Uh, and yeah. his work, but in a lot of ways, you are the main revelation about Aurora, and and I mean, obviously, uh-huh. what you've come to, what you've come to make together is a remarkable thing. But can, yeah. I, can you give us a little background on on your influences and and your approach to uh, your work?
4: Yeah, most of what I, I think, a lot of what I did in the in the last couple of years of the years when I around when I met Andrew, I was working, I think, mostly with this guy, Sam Shalabi, Montreal who is a a composer and he, oh, his records come out on Constellation and one of the things he does is... He's a
2: brilliant, funny guy. I like Sam very much. Yeah,
4: yeah. Okay, you know Sam. Yeah. Yeah. So he, you know, I don't have to describe Sam to you, but so the first thing I did with him was I took part in his his, um, Land of Kush, otherwise known as Egyptian Light Orchestra Uh Ensemble. So there's like, you know, what, 20 to 35 people or something like that? Mm -hmm. And I had seen them, and I was so exhilarated by the performance, because I love... I don't... Yeah, I love Middle Eastern music, and this one song this man sang was like, sounded is so beautiful, it sounded so Egyptian, and so I approached Sam, and he invited me to sing in the next show, and then I just continued singing in his shows, and then we did a small thing, a couple of us, where he wanted to do shabby music, which is... Uh, Iraqi kind of like trashy pop. Okay. So I was definitely trying to, you know, fill shoes that were not my own, but Sam is, Sam is really all right with whatever you bring to the project. He's not, uh, you know, he didn't, it it was kind of amazing that he included me in a lot of these things because I don't know, you know, uh, I don't know the scales. I don't know how to sing properly in quarter tone scales. But he just, you know, he'd write pieces with quarter tone scales in it, and be like, just sort of trust that I could do it.
2: Hmm.
4: And it was just really a really wonderful way to to make music with someone or to be part of music.
2: So uh, are you outside of a lot of tropes? Are you saying that that was essentially your introduction to performing?
4: No, that was a lot of. No, I had actually years ago been had a project called Mufet with my partner at the time, and we we made a we put out a, a record our, on, on our own that basically was you know the the um, conclusion of us spending a couple years in the country and me smoking a lot of pot and just singing anything that came to me and thinking it was. Brilliant at the time and then not knowing how I felt about it after. Mm. Those are my, gro- I would say that's sort of the growing pains, time.
2: I see, okay. And then by the
4: time I was working with Sam, you know, there's a freedom in working in someone, in, in expressing yourself in the framework of someone else's work. And I think that that remains true within the pines. Right. That I'm slowly, I haven't yet arrived at a, at, a, at the place where I'm really on the line in some way.
2: In my when I was talking to Andrew, I made an allusion uh, towards you and a connection to Rihanna, and because uh, oh. it's maybe kind of Do We look alike. No, Adelaf. Well, maybe yeah, yeah. Exactly. You look exactly no. the same. Um, you should really stop posing on Instagram as much as you are. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I was just thinking about some of the the vocal uh, lines and and just your the strength of it, and it kind of reminded me vaguely of of her um and and because you guys are doing something so yeah. unique, and she often I was
4: weaned on soul for sure oh,
2: okay is that where is that true
4: yeah, that was like my yeah yeah, as a child the, my impetus for singing comes from listening to Aretha franklin records,
2: oh okay, yeah, yeah. but and, I
4: can't deny my my genetic makeup I mean it's only so far I can go
2: and and you feel like that's what it strikes me about this. This band is such a a weird melange, uh, and I mean weird in the nicest way possible. But it is a, yeah. m- a melange of sounds and approaches, and uh, yeah, there's this soulful center to it, and that's you. And I, yeah, uh, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, uh,
4: yeah. It's really it's definitely my first love musically.
2: Um. Yeah, and and my understanding is so. In the Pines is is heavily indebted to the work of Alice Notley, and um, yeah. I understand Andrew introduced uh, her poetry to you? Yes.
4: Yes. He made me mixtapes. And it would be music and people reading po- poets reading their poems.
2: Oh, okay. And, she... and
4: Alice yeah, she she featured on one of the mixtapes and I loved her. I remember it was a poem called Deer Handed Headed Antler Woman. Her way of reading, her her cadence is uh hypnotic and, Oh,
2: amazing. I haven't heard uh, Alice recite her poetry uh, in any form, live or on. I haven't looked it up on, online or anything. Can, it, it, how much yeah. of her cadence and phrasing influenced you as a, and, and Andrew as a vocalist?
4: It didn't, I would say. I don't think it did. Okay. I, only in that I, I guess I allowed myself sometimes to, to be sort of like repetitious. Sure. You know, to sometimes allow, I think sometimes I, I speak sing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not oh, not everything is totally sung So maybe in that way. But I don't know if that's just the nature of of interpreting poetry.
2: Sure. And, and so you're saying that basically the written word appeared on the page, and and the sort of uh, the translation in terms of songs stems from the imagination of you and Andrew.
4: Yeah. Okay. Absolutely
2: okay now it's it's kind of a bold statement to release a first record uh as a group and and be so influenced and inspired by the writing of another entity um how do you foresee the band kind of moving forward uh in in terms of your relationship as uh you know idiosyncratic musicians and you're now yeah. you've connected yourself to the world of poetry. So how do you? Yeah. What do you do? How do you move beyond this, or do you carry on? In yeah, this, it's going to
4: this... be it's going to be tough tough for the publicist to try to spin what the next thing is because it'll likely be very different. And I think that so far, the, our idea for the next record is that it's a bo- it's a record for the body. Hmm. That re- the record we made in the Pines is a record for it's a lyric driven. It's about spirits, the soul. The next one is going to be. A lot less lyric-driven and much more. And I, I like the idea that every song is supposed to make you want to move. Doesn't mean that you have to move fast, but it, that it be a really kind of corporeal work.
2: Oh, okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and the and the lyric writing is from both you and Andrew.
4: Yeah, I you know for me it's the it's the final frontier. It's the thing that I I find most. Uh, Intimidating about the process.
2: Hmm. Are there are there lyricists or poets that uh, you look up to that uh, might inspire you to uh, to write?
4: There are lyrics who I think there there are there are groups that I think hit the right tone. I think Talking Heads is a really good way of staying, uh, you know, saying important stuff, saying sort of sometimes making unusual. Imagery for the listener, mm-hmm. while still presenting a really like the, the lyrics don't get in the way of the, of the music and of the groove and of the feeling of being wrapped up in a song, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah.
4: I don't like the words to become burdensome.
2: Yeah. Well, who so would? That's, who? that's
4: the first person. But some people, you know, like I. Some people love to sit down and listen to someone basically sing an epic. I'm not that's not what I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not drawn
2: to that. You're are you sort of talking about um more of an affinity towards uh this is such a loaded term, but kind of pop song writing? Like meaning where there can be a the
4: clever yeah, but pop song with with substance.
2: Yeah, like I would classify the talking heads as writing pop songs in this context. Sure. Yeah. As opposed to I don't know, Patty Smith or Bob Dylan, even like uh, who do that do that as well. But it's
4: yeah, yeah. They're both orators.
2: Right, right. There's just a lot of content, and it's hard in some ways to yeah. So (laughs) you're.
4: I have a fear of standing on a soapbox.
2: Right, and you fear and and is it also a sense of conveying something uh, as succinctly as possible?
4: Yeah, or like even you know, Kevin Drew is like some lyrics that are just. The, they're pithy and unusual. Uh huh. I, yeah. That, I, I think if I thought about it longer, I would have more thing, more more people to talk about. But right now,
2: yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. I yeah. uh, I want to uh, let you get to eating soon. Um, sure. <laughs> um But uh, I'm, I'm
4: having granola by the way. Oh, well, I'm that having an-
2: that can take then. That can keep you. you know, <laughs>
4: Yeah, exactly.
2: That that comes out cold anyway. You'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Is, is there anything about the reception of Aurora that uh, has surprised you? Critically or from people coming up to you after shows or whatever?
4: Uh, no, I had no expectations. So, and it's an unusual it's an unusual project. So, yeah. I really didn't have any expectations about the reception. I'm happy that people have been receiving it the way, you know, well, and that it's been allowed to translate into I, for me it was I guess it was very important for me to feel that the songs could live in the world of music and didn't have to be for people who were poetry enthusiasts. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that that is happening, and i get, I feel like it gets to inhabit those two worlds, and, I, and so in that way, I'm really happy about the reception
2: okay cool well yeah. i I don't know if I'm going to speak to Andrew again, maybe i will I, I do want to let you you want to I should probably, but i want I want something from you before I wrap this up, and that's uh, maybe a song for us to play um, uh, to, to wrap this up well and I'm, I'll probably ask Andrew too, if you can quietly tell me what you would pick. That would be great,
4: which song I would pick oh.
2: difficult decision, isn't it?
4: Yeah, I love all my children <laughs> 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 i I think four might be I would pick four
2: all right curiously, the curiously the, the mood I'm in the songs are all. Uh, numbers and uh, yeah, they don't correspond the and with and, and they don't correspond with track numbers even. They're just numbers. No. So, so track number yeah. six on the record is track number four, right? Yeah, is that right? But
4: I I, think I don't you, I don't know. I don't <laughs> memorize the track listing. You'll have
2: to trust me. Just trust me on this. So why did, I trust you. why did number four come to mind?
4: Uh, number four came to mind because I really enjoyed, I think I really enjoyed playing it last night.
2: Oh, okay. That's cool.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, that one's definitely body music.
2: Body music. This is designed to make people move a little bit.
4: Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, that's the outcome. It wasn't the, it's just how it happened. Okay. All right. I just, yeah. It did, it doesn't ever quite settle, but it, in that you know, it never sits down. So it's good. Yeah, yeah the rhythm doesn't sit down yeah i like it so here's andrew and i'll let him he'll probably choose something else which is good well i'll find out
2: i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm only gonna play one but i'm gonna talk to him about the same song and see what he's i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna do in any case yeah i I will talk to you soon thanks for your time and uh great
4: talking to uh, you yeah
2: hopefully i can talk to andrew for a second and yeah yeah. he's right here okay thank you
4: one he wants he wants to say one more thing Okay. okay Bye. bye bye
2: Hi, hey, Andrew. How you doing? Good. Has your food arrived?
1: No, it hasn't. Oh, and uh, the Kenny G continues.
2: <laughs> the Kenny G Muzak?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, this, is, this is that type of place, you, you know, know I, where, where they think that upscale means play Kenny G.
2: This is the closest I think I've come to doing. I used to have a show where I ate breakfast with people. And uh, <laughs> I used to just go every uh, every week. I'd go and eat breakfast with people. Broken Social Scene were on that show at least once, maybe twice. And anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of funny that uh, this is the long-distance version of that show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I just asked uh, Ariel to choose a song from uh, the new record. And I, and I do want to let people know that are listening that uh, Aurora's new LP is out. It's called In the Pines. They're touring across Canada well into November, and for more information about all of these things, they can visit Aurora.com. That's A-R-O-A-R-A dot com. And uh,
1: and the Facebook, too.
2: And there's Facebook as well. Yeah, sure. Why not? Is there anything else? Twitter? Yeah. You're on the Twitter.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm on the Twit, too. Yeah. I'm the Twit. She's the Facebook.
2: Right. <laughs> so yeah. uh, if you had to pick a song from the record for people to hear right now, what would it be?
1: Um, well, which one does she pick?
2: Do you want me to tell you? I actually want you to pick...
1: No, no, okay, don't tell me. Yeah, right, I get it. Um, I think... um, Well, I'm a big fan of number two.
2: All right, all right. (laughs) You're a big fan of number two. That's such a loaded statement. All right, uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's probably that's probably especially <laughs> the
1: dad right
2: that's that's good I'm a as a guy a big fan that's... of
1: number two I like them crying I like them shitting I'm really yeah. into it
2: <laughs> it's true as a guy that's about to change a lot of diapers you should be a big fan of number two um okay why did number two come to mind for you
1: uh cause I like a peppy jam and it's super peppy it's got good uh it's got a great guitar hook um I really can get behind. Oh, well, I get behind the whole thing, but I don't know, man. It's just got a real—it's breakfast, man. I'm feeling zingy.
2: Okay, so you choose number two. I'm just going to tell you what Ariel yep. picked, and then I think you and I yeah. will choose between them. She chose number four.
1: Okay, that that could have been it too. Let's go. We, let, we're going to go with four then. You want to? Because she just she wanted it to be heavy. Okay. She, I was going zingy. She wanted to be heavy, and we actually have a, a our one our one video is like a kind of fake live version of number four. So that's a good idea.
2: Okay, there we go. We'll go with number four now. Uh, when Ariel handed the phone back to you, she suggested you had one more thing to say to me. Did you actually have a thing, or you were just going to say bye bye
1: bye? I thought she was saying to me. You had one more thing to say to me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, then, then, then that, thats actually Woman. true. That no, that's true. That is what she said is true. Okay. Uh, well, this is this is number four by Aurora uh, Andrew. Uh, please extend my thanks again to Ariel for being on the program, and, and thanks to you. It's always well. uh, always great to talk to you.
1: Absolutely, it's great talking to you, uh, Vish, and I will. Uh, well, yeah, you'll find out. You'll 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 hear the news when the when the kid comes.
2: Yeah, I can't wait. I'll I hear can't, the news. I cannot. Yeah, wait. yeah. And c- good luck and congrats with all that. Awesome. Thanks, man.